Let's talk about debt, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about debt. Well, I'm really, um, this is like a new thing for us because we haven't had somebody that we actually, as part of our personal world, mm-hmm. right, around finance and investment. Right. Um, Robert will be the first person on our show who's not only does so much for us personally, but has such a great investment product for the rest of the world Yeah. that I know we are super excited to share with you today. I want to share a little bit about Robert, and then, Ryan, you can add some. Yeah. Um, So he's been our CPA for the last six or seven years. And one of the things I've always admired is that unlike other CPAs, I feel like Robert's mind has been very entrepreneurial in nature Mm -hmm. and that's who he is. And so he brings that element into the CPA world. That's a rare thing, by the way. You've done a great job at it. I do have to say. Thanks. Yeah. 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 It's been, uh, it's been great. Uh, Robert was a gift from Mm -hmm. with the time that, I met him. We actually met on a board of directors of a um, pregnancy crisis center that was in real trouble um, it, financially. They were in, they were in real trouble and probably going to have to close down. Uh, and um, you know, Robert and I were on that board with a couple of other like-minded people, and ultimately ended up helping to figure out a solution for the finances. And then God just rained on that. Uh, ministry. And, um, you know, after that, I I found out what Robert did and I said, yeah, you're CPA, huh? Interesting. We need one. <laughs> and um, we were paying way too many, too, too much in taxes. And um, we were just leaving a lot on the table of, of potential um, uh, strategies. And so, um, you know, Robert came into our lives and started uh, helping us with our taxes and um, it was a huge home run for us, mm-hmm. a huge home run. And, um, you know, then started to find out a little bit more about him, that he had this background, you know, in um, working in New York City and with multifamily, uh, big, big funds in the multifamily space, and that he had a dream to do that again and uh, to, to launch his own company that was, that was doing um, multi-level um, asset uh, management. And um, it's, it's been really fun to watch REM Capital be born and birthed out of his heart and out of his mind. Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been a fun ride for sure. Well, welcome to the show, Robert. Glad to be here. Thanks. Thank you so much for coming on today. I know yeah. one of the things that I so appreciated back in the day was just you were such a good educator on why we're doing what we're doing or mm-hmm. what we needed to do and why. Yeah. And when I think about our listeners who are listening today, I know a lot of them feel like, oh, this is investments. Like, I could never get to the place to where I could invest. And you've gone so full circle. Not only are you a CPA, but you've used your entrepreneurial skills to launch what is probably one of the largest capital investment companies around multifamily housing available to people right now. But how do you, how do you introduce it to individuals who've never heard of this opportunity? You know, I think they're is a few ways that you can do that. Okay. And it really depends on the person. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I enjoy is getting to know each of our investors individually because everybody has a different perspective. Right. They have a different background. They have different needs. They have different financial capabilities, mm-hmm. different goals. And so I think it's really important to understand that first before going into the, let's call it the recommendation phase. Right. So I actually always start with that. I don't even necessarily come out and say, hey, this is what we do. And jump in. No, I say, well, tell me about what you're looking for. 
Tell me about where you're at. Tell me about what you want, what you need. Mm -hmm. And then kind of going from there. And a lot of times, I actually refer people to different places, different companies, different opportunities. I may tell them to go back home and save up some money and pay off their house, honestly, depending on their situation. Mm -hmm. So I kind of take it a, almost like a financial advisor approach. Yep. Entrepreneurial CPA, right. whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you know? No, I think that's really good because, you know, for most who are in the securities or the stock market, they're looking to push their product, right? right. right. So what I hear you saying yeah. is that you approach the individual and see the full picture before making a recommendation as to yeah. where they should be investing. Yeah. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Because everybody's different. Right. Let's be honest. Right. I mean, you could have 10 grand, you could have 100 bucks, you could have 10 million, mm -hmm. and your goals, your structure is going to be completely different. That's right. So I think that's, that's a good starting point. So for, where, what would you say, why have you chosen the multifamily housing as your core product? that you believe in? What, why are you passionate about it? Yeah, I think there's two things. So number one, I've been in the business almost my entire life. Grew up in construction and then almost out of college, went into commercial real estate. So I have a principle, which is learn something, do it well, and stay in your lane. Right. Kind of. Right. We talk about that all the time. <laughs> yeah, right? staying in your lane. Not, yeah. not to say that you can't do other things, but I really believe that. I tell my kids that. I was like, I don't care what you do. Just learn something, do it well, mm -hmm. stick to it. So that's part of the reason because I've been in it and it works. Mm -hmm. But there is another reason, and that is that it's a phenomenal way to build wealth over time. Right. Unbelievable. Tax benefits, cash flow, all kinds of these things. Now, right now, people are saying, are you sure about that? Right. Well, if your time horizon is 12 months, yeah, you should probably be just paying off your house. But if your time horizon is five to 10 years, nothing, well, maybe not nothing, but let's just say it's in the top three best places to invest your mm -hmm. money. So, Which is interesting <laughs> because I am anti-pay your house off because I tell people and listeners that you might as well bury a hole in the backyard, right? right? <laughs> right. There's so much more you could put your money to use. I've watched yeah. Ryan do it so many times mm. throughout our relationship. And I grew up thinking the same thing, like, oh, I'll pay my house off. Mm -hmm. But he's like, why would we do that? Like, mm -hmm. it's such a safe place reinvest it into real estate, into other opportunities. Mm -hmm. But for you, you look at it as what's the long-term goal? Yeah, and I think it's important to assess each of our own capabilities, mm -hmm. our opportunities. And I don't mean this in a mean way at all, but we all come from different backgrounds, right? different education levels, different income levels. And for some people, I recommend, I tell them, I said, I really think you should just pay your house off because of where you're at and what's important to you and yeah. mm -hmm. kind of where you may be able to go in life. Mm -hmm. Some of us, we're a little crazy. You guys, me, mm -hmm. we'll oh. go mortgage the farm to go build a business. Right. <laughs> Not everybody should do that, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, and sometimes maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think the point is like, you know, there are all these different personalities mm -hmm. and I think it's important to try to match an investment with the right fit, both financially, personally, that kind of thing. Such good so, advice. Mm -hmm, I love know, that. It's a nuanced yeah. answer. You know, yeah. you can't just say Kiyosaki, that's it. Right. Mm -hmm. eh, okay, sure. There's a demographic for that. Yep. Or Dave Ramsey, that's it. Okay, sure. But, you know, there's other ways of doing it. That's mm -hmm. right. <laughs> that's it, been one of our biggest mantras on, on our podcast is that not everybody fits in the same box and you yeah. can't you cannot try to shove everybody in the same exact widget thinking that's going to suit their needs and fulfill their dreams right. um, so I, I love that you know we've we keep throwing around the word 
uh, multifamily, maybe we should establish a little bit what exactly <laughs> is a multifamily investment. Yeah, and that's a great point actually too, because you're looking at anything from a duplex mm-hmm. to a 600, 800,000 unit complex. Yeah. I mean, a huge range. And again, that's one of the things I also ask people too. I said, okay, well, you know, what's your financial capability? Maybe you should buy a duplex mm-hmm. and do what we call house hacking. Mm-hmm. Live on one side and mm-hmm. rent the other. Right. Pay it off and then go do it again. Yep. Do a fourplex, you know. Yep. Some people, that's exactly where they should be. Mm-hmm. Other people, you know, they got a million dollars sitting around that's doing nothing. Yeah. Or doing little. Okay, then put it into a big project. Yeah. And get some good return. And and tax so, benefits. And tax benefits too, yeah. But going back to your question, yes. I mean, it could be a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. There's a big range of of what multifamily is. In our space and what we do, it's, you know, 100 units up. So your typical apartment complex mm-hmm. that you think of. And you're kind of taking the midsection of multifamily size probably. You're not not necessarily uh, acquiring the biggest projects that are out in the marketplace or the smallest. You're kind of living in that um, mid-tier range, would you say? I would say. As far um, as the size of the project? Yes, but that being said, we just got permitted for 915 units. Is that in Texas? Three phase in yeah. San Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, as you grow, yeah. you kind of look for ways to, to gain efficiencies. Yeah. And, you know, doing a larger project. I call can. it go big or go home. Yeah, kind of, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not saying that we're going to just keep going forever, but there are some larger projects that make sense. But a lot of times we'll JV on that. So mm-hmm. we'll bring somebody in a partner. They'll do, you know, some townhomes. We'll do some apartments. Mm-hmm. And then we'll kind of partner up on the amenities or something. So right. your your underlying objective is to pool resources of investor money, go out and find projects that make sense, which are generally apartment complexes, improve the property, keep them rented, and distribute cash flow to investors. And um, also they get tax benefits from that. And the idea ultimately, what does it culminate with? What it, what is your what's your target uh, at the end of this project? What what's the end game per project? We all retire. No, <laughs> I'm not retired. Yeah. No, I think the end game is that you've got your capital working for you in a stable, long term growth asset. Mm-hmm. One that you can also touch and feel. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Going back to what you were saying about kind of why multifamily. So I started out investing in mutual funds when I was in junior high school. Mm-hmm. Paid for college by investing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal way to pay for your college. That's right. But I didn't like the fact that I couldn't drive to the headquarters, knock on the door, go to the CFO and say, hey, can you tell me what's going on with the next quarter? Because if I did, the SEC would be knocking on my door the next day saying, you have insider information, <laughs> you're going to jail. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way with right. family. Somebody can call me and say, hey, Robert, can you tell me what's going on with my investment over there in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what's happening? Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, Robert, can I go visit it? Can I talk to the people? Absolutely. Please do. And you know what? I might even join you there. Mm-hmm. So it's just a much more transparent investment. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. I love I that. I think it's important. I know I've reached out a couple of times because I don't fully understand or I don't, right. you know, see that. But it is a huge caveat to putting your money. And it's similar to what you shared on a previous podcast of like knowing all the ins and outs, and that's where you should be investing. And so I know for me, it's been a sense of comfort, one, because I know who you are. And like most people, I think there's always a hesitation, especially in a larger amount of money. Like, why should I invest with Robert? And I know Mm -hmm. for me, 
I saw you before you even launched this Mm -hmm. and how authentic you were with approaching our taxes and your level of honesty. And I really believe that we live in a day and age to where everyone's questioning everything, Mm -hmm. right? So how do you go about letting people get connected with you personally to know what's going on in that brain of yours and how authentic and honest you are with your dealings? Like, how do people get connected with you? How? Do, what is the entry level? Like, I know for some, I don't want them to disconnect because they think, I don't have a million dollars. This right. doesn't apply to me. What does that look like? They can get there, though. They can get there. I believe it. <laughs> You're going to help them, right? Totally. <laughs> well, I think there's kind of two answers to that question. Yep. One of the things I started doing probably three years ago now is starting a weekly blog post, a CEO blog, I call it. And the irony to that is that I swore that I would never write a blog because most of the blogs, literally all the blogs that I've ever read, read are boring, I think. They're either, you know, generated by somebody like a, what do they call them? A shadow writer, a right. ghost or writer. Or now AI, ghost by writer, the way. Or AI today. Right. And so you just kind of read it and you're like, eh, it's not very interesting. Yeah. And I forget who it was, but somebody challenged me and said, well, why don't you just write what you want to write? Duh. And so I did. Mm-hmm. And people absolutely love it. So it's mm-hmm. kind of cool. So I've been doing that for a while. So it's every amazing. week I send that out. And I talk about everything from the business to the deals to the market to personal stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. And the goal is I want people to get to know me, mm-hmm. the company, the culture, the deals, obviously, the investment opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great way to do that. Because I'm not the guy that's necessarily going to be on stage everywhere flying around the country. You know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this works for me. It's yeah. brilliant, so, actually. That's a big piece of it. And in the spirit of full disclosure, Duncan Inc. is invested in this project <laughs> and in REM Capital. So we believe in Robert and we mm-hmm. believe in his team. And I think what something that um, one point that should be bubbled up that is a point of differentiation in working with uh, REM Capital is we've owned apartment complexes before personally. Mm -hmm. Um, We've owned a lot of multifamily. And, uh, you know, the difference in going over with REM is it's completely out of our hands with the management. Um, I've got some really bad calls in the middle of the night of things happening at our apartments, at our duplexes, um, you know, dog attacks, just stuff that's, that, you know, keep you up at nights. And, um, you know, when we made the decision to transition our uh, multifamily portfolio over to REM Capital, I would say one of the big reasons was to shift the management burden over to an entity that had scale. And, um, you know, I think that that's what, another thing that's special about REM. So maybe, uh, maybe you'll talk a little bit about your management strategy and how you go about managing such a large portfolio of properties. How much is under management now? About a half a billion. Half a billion wow. dollars in yeah. properties. And that represents 25, 30 unit uh, properties. 24 properties. 24 properties. Units, yeah. So yeah. half a uh, 500, yeah. 500 uh, million dollars. So how do you how do you go about it? what's your management strategy in a nutshell? I like to wake up at 10, have coffee, <laughs> yeah. go to work. That doesn't sound one. like you <laughs> at all. That doesn't sound like you at all. By the way, you have like six, seven kids now. How many? Seven. Are you even sleeping yes. at night? No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't no, that's what I'm saying. I'm a little tired. It's okay. <laughs> I'm used to it. But no, I mean, I think you make a great point. There are a lot of people, and maybe even some people that are listening to the podcast, who are personally invested and running properties. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of folks that invest, that Mm -hmm. have been in that boat. And even some people that, you know, they'll come to me, they ask a lot of questions. They're like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go do it myself. And I say, great, Mm -hmm. go for it. Mm -hmm. 
And then a year or two later, they come back and they say, you know, Robert, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to sell it. Mm-hmm. I did fine, but it's too much work. It's a lot to it. <laughs> so, it's a lot to it. It's, it's not as easy as it looks. No. Um, you know, because you're, you know, I tell you about what's going on there. Mm-hmm. But I think the other component is that some people also will keep some of their own stuff mm-hmm. just because they enjoy doing it. Right. But they don't want to have, you know, a million dollars invested in just their own stuff. Mm-hmm. So they may take a hundred grand, have a couple duplexes, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever, and they have fun. It's yeah. their way of kind of getting out of the house, doing a little work. That's right. But they're going to take the bulk of their investment and they're going to put it in a professionally run and managed A company. hybrid solution. Yeah. You know, I'll so, do some, you do some. <laughs> right, exactly. So that's where, you know, we've got a team of about 120, 130 people that every day are out there serving six, seven, 8,000 residents. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty big commitment, mm-hmm. but it's fun, you know? And yeah. It's rewarding, especially when you go into an area where it's 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 a bad area or a bad you know there's there's violence or something on the property and we do that a lot we'll go into properties where there's an opportunity obviously mm-hmm. um and it's a little scary mm-hmm. but to see it turn around over a 24 to 36 month period is pretty cool yeah and just to push through those very tough times mm-hmm. um but it's it's, it's cool. about improving people's lives at the it end really of the day. Is. I, mean, I call it a ministry days, moment. Like mm-hmm. I think in whatever yeah. line of work you are as a believer, which you are, yep. that God puts these ministry moments to where that's what you're doing. That is that's a ministry. It is, mm-hmm. yeah. And you don't always get pat on the back for it, and sometimes you kind of wonder why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But you know, you don't do it for the reward. That's right. You mm-hmm. do it because you just have a passion in your heart. Right. For doing good things right, mm-hmm. and creating good things. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, so. It's good. Not that we want to do that for every deal because it's yeah. a little hairy. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> but it is it is very rewarding is. to go into a yeah. property that's in dire straits and we would we would classify it as maybe a C-level property yeah. and, um, yeah. and bring it up to a B yep. or maybe even by the yep. grace of God an A and people's lives change as a byproduct oh, about it. You're talking about the roof over their head. It's, yeah. This is their home. This is where yeah. they're raising their family. This yeah. is where this is where the rubber hits the road. Yeah. Is inside four walls, you know. And so that's why I've always believed in in you as well. As I know that you, it's more than dollars and cents for you. This is um this is a it is a ministry, and you're impacting people's lives. And I I think that that's where else could we invest where we're impacting people's lives at the granular level mm-hmm. than housing. And you think about how much time people spend in their homes. Mm-hmm. And so to know that you're investing in a product that's providing a clean place for people and families to live that's affordable to them. And I think that, you know, what we're experiencing right now with the economy, and I'm sure you could agree, Robert, uh, there's going to be a lot of people here without their homes or ha- going to have to walk away from their mortgages that are going to have to rent because mm-hmm. they can't afford to live mm-hmm. where they were living and put food and gas in their cars. And yeah. so yep. in my opinion, I could be wrong, so correct me, but... I believe we're going to see more people leaning towards renting, one, because of where the economy is, but two, because I believe that this generation of individuals, they don't want to be tied down anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. So renting becomes a much better option to them than to have to put a footprint and a bunch of money into a home in one specific location. No, it's very true. Yeah. The demand is is crazy. So you don't have yeah. a problem when people <laughs> are investing in a product like this you feel like they're they're filling up pretty quickly. You're not seeing a huge turnover with people, you know, walking away. The biggest challenge that we have right now yeah. is credit. 
number one. Well, I can help with that. We yes. can talk about that <laughs> yes. after. We could we it's, could help with that process. Yeah, and it's and it's also a psychology too. Mm-hmm. I think people were not trying to get political here, but people were kind of fed the idea that you don't need to work. We're going to take away your job, and then we're going to pay you to just sit tight. Mm-hmm. And we're having to unwind that psychology. Yeah. And when you're in our business, where it's a roof over your head and you have to pay your rent, we can't operate without people paying their rent. That's right. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people aren't paying their rent because mm-hmm. they're like, well, I got a brand new car. I got to have a car payment. So I'm going to mm-hmm. make my car payment. Or I, you know, I've got to have this brand new TV. Mm-hmm. And so there's kind of this really tough situation for a lot of folks right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't even necessarily blame them. They come from a, uh, uh, you know, a, a background mm-hmm. that didn't have a lot of that training built into it, mm-hmm. right? And, right. And so they're just, they're operating on what they know. And it's kind of, it's it's tough. It really mm-hmm. is. And we've tried to do some education with folks and help them and financial training and wanting to do more of that. But it is really, it's an interesting time in that respect. Maybe if you guys could offer some like educational training when they do rent in one of your units where they get some type of discount on the rent if they attend. Yep. And like really twofold, not only keep them there, but I know I lived in government housing at one point in my life and they actually gave 1% back to me. If I made my payments on time for three years consecutively, they gave me 1% down on my home, Mm. which I think is such a beautiful Kind of a rebate. Because right. not only yeah. they, I, I committed to stay there for three years because I wanted that 1% to put down on a home, right? But mm-hmm. I had to make every payment on time to qualify to get that back. Mm-hmm. Right. That's so good. it was a huge right. caveat to get my payment made, which yeah. I know that that kind of renter retrains their mind mm-hmm. on how to deal with being responsible for their monthly payments. Yeah. If, there's, yeah. if there's a target to shoot for. That's right. You know, you give them a target to shoot for. So on, back on the investment side, uh, what are what's the criteria to be able to uh, invest in a project um, where you're aggregating many different investors' money and, and putting it towards a project. What, what does that landscape look like? Sure. So there are several different ways that that can happen. Um, our particular uh, structure, if you will, it's called a 506C. It falls under the SEC regulation, so it is regulated in that sense. But in order to invest in a project that we do, you have to be what's called accredited. Okay. Accredited is pretty simple. It sounds like a fancy accredited word. Accredited investor? Like accredited investor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And accredited basically means that you've got a million dollars of net worth, mm-hmm. not including your primary residence. You got to have, you know, other net worth. Or you make 200000 as a single person, 300000 as a married couple for the last two years. So and a lot of people actually qualify. They don't know it. <laughs> the, the, the the word you said in the middle there is the important word, and that's the or. So it's it's the million-dollar net worth outside of your primary residence or $200,000 in income for a single person, $300,000 for a married couple. Correct. Yeah, exactly. uh, household income. Correct. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's, that's actually a pretty broad it is. Um, spectrum of people yeah. in this day and age. Yeah. You yeah. know, the household income's gone up dramatically. I was going to say with inflation, mm-hmm. it's a lot less than it was five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, actually pretty achievable. Yeah. And so what's yeah. y'all's minimum investment to go into an REM project? Yeah. So our minimum investment is a hundred grand. Okay. Um, sometimes we'll do a little bit less depending again on the on person, the situation. on the mm-hmm. situation. If I feel like somebody's just, you know, 
they want to get to know us a little better, or you know, maybe they have a little less to invest. Mm-hmm. If somebody tells me they only have 200 grand to invest, I may tell them, you know what, maybe we just wait and let you build it up. Mm-hmm. But again, the minimum is 100,000. And part of the reason for us for doing that is because we really want to be able to have that time for the one-on-one conversations, the mm-hmm. phone calls, the follow-up. So it's a little bit more of that, you, you know, I would say, maybe curated, maybe mm-hmm. that's not the right word, but you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's more of a one-on-one experience mm-hmm. um, because I don't want it to turn into a lot of what's out there that's called crowdfunding. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Right. But crowdfunding is I put Smaller $15, I put $1,000, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And that's a good, good potential opportunity for people mm-hmm. that don't have as much, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have the same level of connection right. that and we I, have. I can attest so. to your connectivity and not just because you're my friend, um, I've never had a problem getting a hold of you, of course, but I've watched you uh, talk and field questions from investors at every level. Um, you've never shied away from uh, communicating with investors. I, I've, I've watched it, and it, it's uh, it's pretty special. You definitely still have your sleeves rolled up, um, and you In get the out there, and you meet the management, and you talk to the investors, and you know what? That's that's why I'm here. That's why I'm with you is because your hands are in it mm-hmm. every single day. So um, thank you for doing doing the work you're doing. I think it's meaningful. Yeah, and as we close, I just want to highlight, you know, the three things that I feel are the most powerful for me personally investing with REM Capital, and that is the cash flow monthly. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to invest in something that's going to yield immediate returns. And mm-hmm. so I love the idea of knowing it's passive income that's coming in. Mm-hmm. It's the same every month. You communicate well via, by the way, I love what you said about your personal stories and really putting whatever's going through your head down because it does. I read them and I don't read a lot, but it's because you make it so relatable, but you Mm -hmm. also share anything and everything, which is so great. Um, So I just wanted to touch on that. But it's that part of cash flow. The second piece is the tax benefits associated. I love that you, even though you're investing at, regardless of the scale in which you're investing, you participate in the tax benefits. Mm -hmm. And so those are huge for people, especially high net worth individuals. And the third thing that I love the most about it is that like Ryan always preaches, real estate is actually the only real investment out there. So while you're getting cash flow on a monthly basis, Knowing that you're you have ownership in a property that's going to continue to appreciate over time, mm-hmm. yeah. right? With the end goal being you're always going to get back more than what you put in because it's going to be worth more. Mm-hmm. So it's a long term strategy for investment for people like myself who may be in their forties who say I've never done this before, but I want to get started. Mm-hmm. By the time I'm sixty five, seventy, I'll have a nice asset in my portfolio. Absolutely, Absolutely. and you actually you actually do physically own a portion of that project. Right. So mm-hmm. um, that's comforting. That yeah. the underlying asset, right, that's 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 supporting your money is a physical piece of property. And that's that's a good thing. And it's not a bunch of properties. It's one property that's right. that you like. Yeah. So that's, right. um, that's important. No, that's great. Well, how do people get in contact with you, Robert, as we close today? If they're interested in becoming an investor and learning more about REM, what's the best way to connect with you? Yeah, we're happy to educate them too. Okay. Honestly. Great. We really are. We love to, again, get to know people and help them. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I would say the easiest way is just to email me, robert at remcapital.com, and I'll get back to you. Awesome. People always say, are you really the one responding? I was like, yep, (laughs) at least for now. I'm the same way with people who do clarity calls and they're always so shocked to talk to me. If you're listening, please feel free to reach out to Robert. You can also book a clarity call on the website, not only for your debt to get you in a position to invest, 
but also for a real estate rundown to see if you're a good candidate to do the multifamily housing units. Um, and there's other options that we make available to people who are listening or calling in. So please connect with us, reducemydebts.com. And thank you guys both for being with us today. Thanks, Robert. Thanks. All right.